Creativity is intelligence. With grace and skill, you have abundance. Welcome to the Psychic Hour. Host Kelly Brickle is a psychic medium, numerologist, healer, and teacher. Her passions are learning about the soul and energy. Whether through spirit, emotion, or vibrational numbers, there is always a pathway of information waiting to help. Now, here is your host of the Psychic Hour, Kelly Brickle. everybody and welcome to the psychic hour i'm kelly brickle and we have the interview series today with karen romine she is a psychic medium and business coach so we will be journeying with her and diving in in a little bit so i'm excited to talk with her and as we always start with the topic of the day and hello to everybody coming on in hello tina thank you everybody for coming in to say hi um, I wanted to delve into the topic I was inspired to talk about tending to the different energies of ourself. Uh, we have, of course, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, and all of us are good at tending to different types of energies, whether in our work, in our personal life, with our healing um, what we pay attention to. So we all have our strengths and we all have our weaknesses. So just think about it. Some of us are really emotionally connected to our hearts, or let's say we do a lot of work learning about why did that make me feel like this or what's going on with that person. You might be an empath or you just might be really, really precocious and interested with how people are. Um, others might be really good with tending to their physical bodies. They might be really into health and wellness, nutrition, uh, exercise, the list goes on. You know, you might be really always into reading a book, mental stimulation, always taking a class, always expanding your mind, always expanding your views, um, and, and so forth with spirituality, you know, you might be in touch with energy, you might be learning about religion, you might be learning about, um, really what is even connected to the emotion, right? The, the essence of what even sparks the emotion, what presupposes everything, uh, the esoterics of it all. And we find ourselves in places where we feel really strong and we feel really healthy and we feel so healthy that we for sure overcompensate in areas where we go, okay, I feel good. Like I'm a rock star when it comes to spirituality. I'm a rock star when it comes to physically taking care of myself and, and having accountability, right? It could be like, I go to the dentist. I go to the eye doctor. Like I get it done when it comes to my body. It's these certain areas where we just have ease in. And then there's the other areas where for whatever reason, maybe it's because of our energy um, composition. Maybe it's because of hurt or trauma. Um, you know, the past made us not want to look at ourselves in that way or do some of the things that normally maybe we would think are easy. Um, but we say, okay, well, I don't look there. Or maybe when I do look there, it's complicated. So I'll go back to that. And we find ourselves not quite doing that. So we have all this overcompensation, and we feel sometimes really healthy when we're at our peaks. 
And then we go, womp, womp, womp. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, why does my life feel so topsy-turvy when the stress hits? Because usually if your energy is strong, even when stress hits, you're like, you know what, I got this. You know, we're going to figure this out. We're going to be able to mend the storm, no biggie. With the stuff that you're really good at or, you know, the relationships that you have that are rock strong or you have trust in or maybe a situation at work, you're like, it's going to be just fine. But for the areas that we're still working on within ourselves and also the energies that we share with others that are still being learned upon, uh, we truly go, oh my gosh, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen and I feel a mess. I feel so rocky. And it does create the the furthering of the stress. It creates the the topsy-turviness of your whole body health and wellness and the different energies that you tend to. Those will get offset. Um, so we are always coming into this place of learning more balance, yes, on one hand, but also learning how to like love and pay attention to ourselves and put awareness on ourselves in these increasing other areas that are all part of life. Because sometimes we're like, well, that's not my part of life or, you know, that's, you know, someone else can do that. And yes, but in certain areas, there does come a time where we're directly affected by what we'd rather not do. And, and certain things are very personal to us in that, and other things are minuscule and will come up on a situational basis. So how do you dare to love yourself? How do you dare to really push the envelope on your comfortability and go, you know what, with my extra time today, I'm going to do something that I said I'm going to do that I've always been putting off. Or I'm going to try something that normally maybe I'd want to do, but it makes me feel uncomfortable or it hasn't been giving me the results that I want. So I kind of just go, well, and I'm going to go back to it if it's really, really about my heart and my self-care or my mental focus or my spiritual involvements. Where do I need to love myself and grow? Where do I need to look at myself as a man or a woman a being, um, you know, a, a spiritual energy manifestation with my time here in this moment. However, it sits for you how you identify yourself. Um, where do you want to identify yourself more as? Because we're all looking to shape our identity. And sometimes we think of it as a mental construct. Sometimes it's just like, well, I feel today, my identity today is I feel like I'm this person or I feel like I'm this mood or, or spiritually I view myself as this or, you know, where my health is, that's where my identity is. And, and all those together, that's what I'm saying, create a powerhouse of awareness and a treasure house of accessibility when you are grounding yourself and accessing who you are here in this life. So wherever it is, because I know I'm always working on different ways to be more aware and connected and, and remember um, and restore, right? However it is, pick your area and be like, hmm, 
all right, here's a couple of things. Let's just see what happens. Let's just see how easy or difficult it is at this point when I put attention and focus on this. And the rest kind of speaks to you. The rest kind of speaks to um, the situation um, very loudly or very subtly, but that's how you'll guide yourself forward within that. So hello, everybody coming on in, Jennifer, Aspen, we're going to bring in Karen in just a moment. So I want to just give her a warm welcome and away we'll go with that. So I'm going to bring her in. Hello, Karen. Hello. Hey. Hi. <laughs> I love the excitement. I love the prettiness. Um, I want to give you a warm introduction. So for everybody first meeting Karen, Karen Romine is a certified international psychic medium healer, psychic investigator, and certified master teacher. Leveraging 30 years of experience in corporate America to help women master and monetize their psychic and mediumship abilities. Bridging the gap between the metaphysical and the professional, she empowers women to uncover and master their hidden gifts. Rooted in authenticity, Karen provides a supportive environment for self-discovery and growth. Her blend of spirituality and business awareness positions her as a unique force within the field, as Karen's vision is to inspire women to embrace their psychic and mediumship gifts and carve their own path within the world. Welcome, Karen. Oh, thank you. And thanks for having me. And hello, Stefan, Aspen, Jennifer, Tina. Thank you for having me, Kelly. Absolutely. Um, I think it's wonderful to have someone who is a psychic medium and has the background and actively is teaching others about business coaching and how to grow themselves in this arena. It's a whole nother aspect. Yeah, it's so important. We find ourselves when we're in the more spiritual space of being more um, uh, less linear, less in some respect, less detailed. And sometimes we lose touch. Although one would say numerology is extremely detailed. We, we focus in in that aspect of it. And then we kind of lose touch with the foundation, the building of it. So it's a, it's a great space for me to be in. And I love to intersect the two and be able to help people to get further in their careers and in their own entrepreneurial spaces. Absolutely. At what part in your life did you start to bridge those two together, that analytical and that intuitive side? Well, I think I was doing it without realizing it because I, in business, I'd done a lot of contract work and I'd worked with businesses that were um, usually in some sort of stress. So they might be somebody that is coming out of bankruptcy. They might be forming some new uh, business. They might, it's something that they aren't sure things are unstable. And I always just knew what direction to take them. And I don't think I ever connected that it was the psychic side of me that was connecting into that space. When I finally decided to jump ship completely out of corporate America, I told my business partner and he said, what are you going to do? And I said, well, 
I know this sounds crazy, but I talked to dead people and somehow I just know things. And he said, this is right where you belong. Because after two decades of working with him and watching how I worked, he could see it, but I didn't. So he would have multiple experiences just watching you just have gut reactions, say, no, this is going to happen, or this person's like this. Exactly. We would just sit down at a table and somebody would come, the business would come in that we were going to take work, take in to work with. And they would sit down and say, these are all my problems. And I would just sit there and listen. And I would say, hmm, I, I think we need to try this. And sometimes people would gasp and I would just say, I really think we need to try this. I really do. I need you to trust me. And sometimes they'd trust me and sometimes they wouldn't. And we'd just have to get back to it later. But inevitably, I had that gut, like you said, of which direction to go. So it made business kind of fun and exciting. That's why I liked it so much. Yeah. I mean, to make it so, sometimes we don't know it's personal, but to make it so meaningful because it comes from your full being, like I'm getting this, I think this will help you. And inevitably, Kelly, and you know this just as well as I do, if I feel that that you need to be moving in a certain direction, you know when I speak that, that it resonates with you. It's your energy. It's that connection of that. So in a way, whenever I say, oh, I think we should try whatever the situation is, you can see that, hmm, <laughs> how, did, how did she know that? Hmm, that kind of <laughs> well with me. So it's, it is, it's a lot of fun to bring that stuff to the surface because people don't always see it. For some reason, we don't always listen to that inner voice. We don't. And then we feel like we're all alone and we isolate ourselves and we're really all connected. And when you put, you know, emphasis on this is what's going on, they want to bring the problems to the forefront. You know, the, the problems and the solutions become integrated and connected just like our energy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's so many tools that are available to people too, that we can use. Like, you know, aside from that gut instinct, like numerology or astrology, or there's really some really big keys to things that we can utilize and, and they just help us. So I love that now I get to work in this space where I meet people like you, that your specialty is numbers, or you and I were just having a funny conversation about astrology before we came on. I love that I don't have to know all of that. I can go to the pro. I can go to the pro and say, Kelly, do I name my business this or this? Or I think I see Iris on it. it. might be a different Iris, but I can go to Iris the astrologer and say, do I launch my business on this date or this date? I got all these professionals now. Jesus, I'm in the best. I have the best job ever. <laughs> it's great. No, it's, it's so cool because I met you through Lisa Williams School, yeah. and there are so many wonderful people there with different specialities. And you just like pick their brain and learn how they do things. and. Oh. Yeah, it's so great. 
It's so great. I just love it. And I love the the wisdom, the knowledge. I love that we get to share these things now with the world. And I, I really, I, like I said, I just, I think I have the best job ever to be a part of all of this. It's fantastic. I know. So when I met you in Tampa earlier, um, well, last year, actually, um, I just right away felt like your groundedness and your enthusiasm for spirit. You were just like, let's do this, you know? And it was just like, there was no obstacle in your energy. You're just like, I'm here to just, you know, be of service. And you were so, so happy. And it was just like a lightning rod of this is my purpose. Oh gosh. Thank you for saying that. I don't always see that because I'm not always looking at myself. Um, but you're, you, you should sneeze because that was a truth. I really <laughs> feel like I don't find me. <laughs> I really do feel like I'm sitting right where it is. I'm supposed to sit. I really do. And it makes it makes my life so much easier. Not to say there's never a bad day. Look, you know, there's always a bad day. There's always difficult moments. But once I understood that connection to spirit and how that works for me and the ability, my nose itches now. It's either I'm going to sneeze or- Mine is right now too. I'm avoiding that. We're, we're feeling it. Yeah. I'm yep. like, uh, I, uh, I think that once I figured that out, that it was almost like my life took a breath. I was like, oh, so, and then get to get to be around people like yourself, um, other people, like you said, with all these different specialties and to be able to understand that, like, I feel like you're right where you're supposed to be. Right. So when I connect with you energetically in that way, it's just so refreshing to be around people in this space for me. I agree. The The energy is high and we're all very excited and grateful. And that's how a lot of people feel like this is my chance to work with energy and to be myself and to be connected to something that, you know, wasn't always known that that's why it's so exciting because it's such a transform such a transformational experience. Um, but like these resources weren't always known. So um, before I guess I get into some of the the business coaching that you do, I really want to know when the mediumship opened up and the psychic abilities and this this understanding. I think. Hi, everybody that's joined. Um, I think that I have had the ability, the mediumship ability to connect with spirit on the other side since um, for and my psychic abilities for as long as I've ever known. I um. would say things as a child. And um, I grew up in the Midwest in a relatively conservative space. And I think I scared people. I really do. So my punishment in the big scheme of things, you know, spirit just jokes. And so in the big scheme of things, there were a lot of funny things that happened. But 
my punishment for knowing things or having this weird ability was I had to go to church. So it expanded my spiritual growth, really. Uh, yes. It was, a, it was a fascinating experience for me. And at the same time, my mom was far beyond her time doing yoga and meditation in our living room. So my other punishment was to sit while she meditated. So I meditated and it just increased the connection. Now, at some point I was told you, this is bad. At first it was just, oh, let's see if we can't get her to church and this will go away. And then it was, this is bad and don't do that anymore. And I ended up having all of these physical problems. I probably had more spinal taps, quite literally, than everybody I know combined times two. So it was uh, a lot of trying to figure out what was happening to me. And there were definite signs of it. I wasn't crazy. But at the end of the day, they couldn't diagnose anything. And so what did they do? They sent me to somebody who does self-hypnotism and he taught me a mantra and I was to sit in my room in the quiet and repeat this mantra. So what did I do? I reconnected to spirit. I got everything all back together again and everything. I was straight on the path. Now, I still had no idea what any of this was, none. So I left Iowa and I packed on my bags and moved to Houston because it didn't snow there. And I was doing some contract work with a business there. And this girl came in one day and she said, hey, do you want to go see a medium? And I said, no, not really. <laughs> Why would we go see a medium? Do you know somebody great? So it was just like this kind of off the cuff thing. And she's like, no, no, they'll talk to your, to your dead people. I was like, oh, that's a job. <laughs> that was not on my college curriculum. So I said, yes, sure. Let's go before the internet, before everything. I parked around the corner. I don't know what name I used whenever I made my appointment. I'm telling you, I walked into this lady's front room in her house. She had this really thick English accent. She had this long red curly hair and her whole entire room was the colors of your background on this screen right now. Purple, pinks, there was a crystal ball on the table. I was like, whoa, I think I want to see you when I grow up. This so is cool, yeah. In true spirit fashion, because I'm very linear in my thinking, I'm very methodical, I got a message from my grandfather that had nothing to do with me. So I had none of the emotion that would have clouded the impact. Because at that point, the only thing I had to do was take notes, right? There was no recording devices or Zoom or whatever. So I was very clear in my notes what I wrote down. And my message was for my mom. And my mom is a complete non-believer in this still to this day. So I went home and I called my mom and I said, Duh! I went to go see Sylvia and grandpa came to talk and he said, and I recited this whole thing in my audio. So phone go click. 
And I talked to my dad later and it was absolutely the truth. So what I knew in that moment was that, hey, Brandy, hey, Torin, is that uh, what I knew in that moment was that this is real. Like there was no for me wondering, there was no, I knew at that moment, not only did Sylvia know, but that I knew because now I knew all that stuff I was getting, it was real and I wasn't crazy. So after that, I kind of dangled around in it. I played in it until, um, let's see, until 2017. So, and in 2017, I was sitting at home working on a spreadsheet in the dark by myself, plugging numbers in. My husband was <laughs> gone. And I heard this voice externally say to me, Ooh. Karen. And it's all the time. So, uh, you know, I was in my mid 50s then. In all my whole time of experiencing, I'd never heard it externally. And I can remember, I wasn't afraid. I knew that voice was source. I knew it. So I waited and Karen, I heard my name again and I said, yes. And the voice says, your dad's going to pass tonight. And I knew it to be true. And I knew I was in Houston and I knew there was no way I was getting there. So I got my brother to the house and I called him and we talked and talked and talked and talked and talked and talked and talked. And it was so healing and it changed the way that I grieved so significantly that I knew at that moment I had to change. I had to change what it was I was doing. If I could have that kind of impact for me, I needed to be able to figure out how to do it for other people. So that's my convoluted path about how I got here. So then I found Lisa and then I found you and now here it is. And this is my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like, right. An amalgamation of wonderments. Yes. Yes. Oh, absolutely. that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, some of those stories are the most interesting when you hear, you know, your whether you're called directly or your name. And, and that was an important moment. That was such an important moment with your dad. It was a huge, significant moment. And, I, you know, it changed my life in so many ways. All, all for the positive. I think my dad, you know, there's something to be said about when we repeat something, you go through life saying something and then it comes true, right? Like what we speak, we we bring in what it is we attract in for our, in our energy. And it, whether it was a joke or whether he meant it and attracted it, however it was that he put it out there, my dad said, I don't know, gosh, like my whole life. I just want to die in my sleep. I just want to die in my sleep. I don't want any of this dragging on thing. Just want to die in my sleep. And that's exactly what happened for him. So we got exactly what he wanted. He lived a beautiful life. I got to have such closure with him. And then I got to come into this space where, like I said earlier, when we were talking about it, I really feel like my life took a breath and I ended up right where I was supposed to. And I love the ability to help people in that space. 
there's so much to ignite, whether it is from the intuitive, more business or straight um, spirit connection or soul connection. And within your work right now, where do you find yourself being most drawn to? (laughs) 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 That's a hard one. Um, I feel myself most drawn to um, all of it. I can't, I can't narrow it down. I, um, I look, I was doing just readings. That's how it started out. Then I wanted to give back. So I got into this psychic investigator work and I started working with a couple of nonprofits to help find missing people. And that really was singing my song. It was, it was really, I still love being there and I still work with these nonprofits. And then I discovered that I really enjoyed melding in the business side with people, but I can't shut down my readings because they're so healing and so significant to me. And there's no way I'm not going to work with these nonprofits for helping to find missing people. And there's no way I'm not going to be able to work with the business side. So that's okay. I don't really have an answer for that. (laughs) Yeah, I, oh, I I get it. I get it. You know, sometimes things percolate, but you know, everything's so meaningful. If it's in your life, it's there for a reason. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I love it. I love it. It's a perfect answer. Um, so, all right, well, I want to jump in. I want to go a little business with you. Is that all right? Sure. Sure. Okay. I, uh, I always love answering kind of questions for people and, and someone kind of just asks off the gate if they have anything with business, like with, what you would share within, you know, developing a spiritual business? What advice would you give a person? Uh, Jennifer asks it. Hey, Jennifer, uh, this is a really significant question. So I don't just work with psychics and mediums and numerologists and astrologists, but I also work with people that are in fortune. One of my clients is in a fortune 500 company in the sea level. And it's all about learning to listen to your gut. It's really about listening to that inner voice when you're going to make a decision. So I'm not sure, Jennifer, if you're already in a spiritual business or not. But what I do then is I work with people. One of one of my clients is somebody who, in a psychic reading, I said, and they're waiting for you to start your book. And she's like, Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not writing a book. And so now we've been working together for a little less than three months. And I'm like, just listen. That's why I told her at the end of that at the end of that reading, just listen, just be open for stuff. And now less than three months in, and she said to me the other day, it's like every time I turn around a red carpet's rolling out for me to write the book. And, and it is. So I would invite you, Jennifer, to just be first and foremost, to just be open to listening to that inner voice for you and to draw yourself into where you 
where you'll know you'll feel comfortable when you get in that spot it will it there's just something about being in the right place with your business that you'll know it, it's it look it's business is a struggle it, no business is easy it's it's work and that's why they call it work but there will be a meaning behind it. There will be something that will, for most days, you'll be excited to get out of bed and go do it and listen to those messages. I hope that helps. And if that didn't, Jennifer, just go ahead and ask another question and I'm happy to respond to it. Yeah, we'll see. Um, everyone pops in and out. And, and that's yeah. a good question just to have the open-endedness of you know, just how does it merge and what are the commonalities that do come up for people regardless of if they're in a, she says, yes, it does. Thank you. Awesome. Um, what are the commonalities that do come up for people, whether they are in a corporate job or their own business or spirituality? I think that anybody who I work with, that probably the biggest common piece that they all have is that bit of spirituality, just that openness that there is something that is that is greater than us yes. and that it's and that it's there to support us that that that, that is guidance, support and love. If if we don't have that, then it makes it a little bit more difficult to trust and have faith in that in that voice or in that gut or in that moment and to make those steps that are best for us. And it's also an understanding, I think, is a common too, that people understand that you know, that there's the next step, that there's something that we don't see yet. It's like how the earth is curved and it's just over the curve. We can't quite see it even at our tippy toes, but we know that the sun is over there. We see the light. And so it's just trusting to follow that path, trusting, learning to trust. You know, you talked about it in your opening, really, that's just all circles back. It's about trusting and loving yourself. It's about loving yourself enough to trust yourself enough to take the next step. Isn't that so true? How that all ties in, too. Oh, it does. Yeah. Oh, it does. Yeah. <laughs> I could actually tell could tell you why I've picked that a little bit more as we flashed some fun stuff. So, um, yeah, like, so I guess I'll go into it. Um, with business coaching, a lot of times, you know, you're dealing with abundance and wealth. So there's the mm -hmm. physicality of wealth and then there's the abundance of, of energy and self-belief and self-love. And so how often does that come up in understanding you, you said, you know, um, understanding that there's something bigger at play than ourselves. So with that that compass of navigating those questions, does, um, you know, the abundance of am I good enough? Am, am, I, am, I, am I worth enough? Does that come in often? Uh, it comes in all the time. Look, we all have some sort of ingrained knowledge that comes around money. We all do. And sometimes we acknowledge it and sometimes we don't. Sometimes we came from a place of poverty. And, and I don't mean poverty in the sense of, 
um, not having the money, but in the sense of we have a poverty mentality that we always, we never have enough. And when we're working, working, working for that penny, it, it, we lose the impact of where it is we're going. So breaking the understanding that we think that we have with money and understanding what abundance really is, is where it's, it's where everything all comes together really good. It's where we start to really, it's a, such a sweet spot. Right now, I, this is kind of an across the board thing that I'm doing with a lot of my clients is we all have tallies. And so right now I would invite everybody who's listening to just make today, Wednesday, yeah, write down Wednesday, Thursday, Friday on a piece of paper. And I want you to make a little mark in green every time you lie to somebody else. And I want you to make a little mark in red every time you lie to yourself. Now, I'm not going to think that anybody out there is going to like intentionally lie to harm somebody, but sometimes you don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. So you lie to them. Sometimes we lie to ourselves. And for me, when I first did this exercise, I was like, wow, I lied to myself a lot. I don't have time for that. I can't do that. I, I'm never going to understand that. I'm, there's, you know, I, I, this is a funny lie and I still do this. I have an Apple Watch and it has that little timer on it that tells you to get up once an hour. And so sometimes I can't get up because I'm too busy. So I'll do this. I literally lie to my watch. I move my hand like this till the thing goes, congratulations. And I put a little red mark in my, I just lied to myself. When we start to learn, the reason why I think that's such a good exercise is that we start to learn why are we lying? What is our deal? Why are we lying to ourselves? What, what are we not comfortable with? And sometimes that is around abundance. Sometimes that's around our physical self. Sometimes that's around, I was adopted. And when the agency called my parents, they said, oh, we have a girl for you. They said, oh my gosh, this is great. And they said, but she has red hair. Because it was so important at that time in the 60s, in the early 60s, that people didn't talk about adopting, that you just like fit right in. Like nobody was going to notice that she wasn't pregnant for nine months, right? <laughs> there is going to be some question about it. But that could have been an issue for me. It, it wasn't. I don't care. But, it, but we get these things in our lives and those things things become, I'm not good enough. And that I'm not good enough impacts our business because every step we take, there's a subconscious voice telling us, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not organized. I'm not detailed. I'm not, we've heard it from somebody. We've heard it from a teacher, a parent, a friend, or whatever that is. And it's about really setting that stuff free and expanding ourselves in the spiritual way to be able to learn to love ourselves and to accept who we are and to know that we are so unique and so individually strong that what we bring is unlike what 
anybody else brings to the table because of our experiences. And we can be wildly successful with that. I really do believe that. And to to celebrate ourselves or find other people that, you know, help us remember or, you know, to help other people remember through just the pure celebration and joy of you're amazing, right? You're amazing. And it's funny, we have these things where, you know, we do assign certain things as a deficit, even subconsciously. And, you know, whether we have blonde or or, or brown hair, you know, we think maybe just, you know, your example, I'm just, I'm just, just a random example for someone, someone might think like, oh, the most beautiful thing is red hair, you know, like that, like, that's what I'm looking for. It's the red hair that does it for me. Right. And then you know, you're, you're thinking, oh, it's the red hair. It's, I'm not gonna, right. And it's I'll just, never we, succeed. It's, I'll never <laughs> succeed, even though that's, what's going to get you your CEO position, maybe. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you're only hiring people with red hair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we, we never know. We never know. And we put like these blinders on ourselves, even though like there's a gift waiting for us. Oh. It's so, so, so true, Kelly. It's um, it's all in our perspective. And through that, where we get that through our own experiences. So your experience and my experience would be completely unique, making your perspective and my perspective completely unique. But in my head, I have a voice that could have said, oh my God, I have red hair my whole life. And like you just said, you could be like, oh my gosh, you know, like my grandmother had red hair and she was the best person ever. And I love anyone and everyone with red hair. So, so yeah, it's, it's a lot to overcome. And look, when we complicate that with what we deem to be our survival, which not in the sense of life or death, but in a way, our food, our roof, our cars are whatever that's all being paid for by our work, by our business. When you complicate this other set of reality that we've, that we've created for ourselves and we complicate it with the pressure of business and survival and what, how, and additionally, how other people see us, how other people look at things. It's, it's a lot of pressure we put on ourselves when we get to business, when we add all of that in it, it's, we're a hot mess when it comes to business. We really are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are overwhelming. And I love how you said like pressure and survival. And I'm seeing that like chakra, you know, uh, the picture behind you. So it's like, a lot of acknowledgement, I guess, in the lower chakra as well. It's, it's, you know, all the chakras, but how do you, how would you, how would you look at it from an energy perspective? Uh, look, if, if we aren't strong in our root chakra, if we don't have that, I was, had to laugh when you said that when we met in Tampa, that I seemed so grounded and we were there for a trance workshop. So like, which is very much right going up. And so in, I work hard on mine to make sure that I am balanced, particularly in my root 
in my gut, because that's a second place, right? Because I need to trust my decisions. So energetically, like there's a whole space around another beautiful master teacher that was in my class, Maggie, she does colors. And so we went through like the color red, which is the color of the root chakra, which is also a color that can apparently invoke anger. I happen to keep red always, always something red on my desk because it recenters me to keep that focus, to keep my, to keep centered, to keep that root chakra centered. And if we don't have that, then we're operating from a place of instability. It's like, think about the foundation of your house. In a sense, it's our foundation, so it's always sort of shifting a little bit if we don't have that solid there. So energetically speaking in business, um, you know, I, I, I work a lot with people with all of their chakras to keep everything balanced because I do think that it's important that we're speaking our truth, that we're coming at it with love and for all the right reasons, that we're coming from a strong foundation and that we're open to connect right? To get the information. So it's, yeah, it's kind of, um, it's an interesting path. It is an interesting path. And yeah, I said lightning rod, because if it was just lightning, um, it would be more airy, but you actually had that grounded approach and it's through your intentions sometimes, like we're walking intentions, we're walking manifestations of our intentions. So you're maybe you you know you always need it, but you do bring it. Um, if I may ask too, so in the field of energetics, um, abundance and and wealth that's attached yes to the uh, the the red root chakra, but also greatly to the sacral um, in the color orange. What's your experience with that too as well, or with that energy center? I find as a whole, people who come. That that's the that is the the sacral chakra is generally speaking the chakra that needs the most work. Yes. A lot of us are grounded. We may not even realize it. Uh, learning to ground and feel stable and to come from that 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 place of feeling like both feet are on the ground is much easier than starting to mess with. So. Tell me about your childhood issues with money, <laughs> right? Uh, and the reason why I say money is that if I say abundance to most people at the beginning of working with them in their business, it's the first thing they'll tell me is how much money they make, how many expenses they have, how when they want to retire. It's all around money. We, we move that into the primary space when it comes to abundance. But what I would invite people to do is to say, if we take money out, what is, what is abundance to you? Is it more time with your kids and your family? Is it more like, what, what do you want more abundance of besides money? And then it gives like more of a moving target space, whatever, where now we can positively 
direct money. So we can put a positive impact on it. So if if abundance could also mean spending more time with your kids, then we can now create a vacation. We can now create that we're building wealth in order to be able to take a vacation with take the kids to Disney or where, wherever it is. It, it gives it a positive and it helps in a way to be able to start to heal that wound that we carry that tells us something that is a, um, that's a negative that's around money. We have a lot around a negative around money. We, we, we're afraid to ask for money. That's a big one. You, you know, people have a very valuable resource and they don't want to exchange for that. And, and so people asking for money and saying this, this is how much I charge. This is what it is. I'm, I'm worth. This is, this is it. It's very hard for people because they don't value themselves. It didn't have anything to do with money. It's because they don't value themselves. And it's because they've been told their whole life they aren't worth it, all these other things. And they ding our whole aura. It's like we've been under assault, you know, by people. By the time you're an adult, you're running your business or late teens anyway, and you're running a business and trying to get focused as an entrepreneur, you got some dings in your armor. And if you aren't working on them, then it requires some work. It's hard to just jump in. People say, oh, the especially people that I work with that aren't in the spiritual space already, they'll come in and they'll say, okay, look, I just need uh, to get these five products launched in some schedule before this date. And I need to know, I, you know, financially, this is where we need the boost. And this is how do we do it? How do we get there? And I'm like, we have, okay, like, I know you don't want to talk about your sacral chakra right now. <laughs> but, but we got to get that. We got to talk about up. it. <laughs> we got to work on that a little bit because it's going to make those decisions so much easier because I'm not always going to be on the other end of the phone. And my goal is to launch you out there so that you can like, Get it and do it and build with me and develop with me. And then you're going to have these skills to go forward in life to be able to maintain it and understand it. I think, you know, you're you're getting to the essence of it too, like the sacral chakra. You have to feel good about your life. You have to have a zest for life. And that fuels you to do more and to have this life force energy to do and take on the load that you need to take on and and yeah, like, what do we really want? And money is just one part of it. And we have, of course, all these constructs around it, but it doesn't, it's not always money. It's, it's, it's not, but it highlights things through that journey yeah. um, of the, the, the abundance. I love the way you put yes. that. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. What do you feel like, um, is one of the number one issues that people come to you within like spiritual businesses or energy understanding um, within a more traditional business? In a more traditional business, when people come to me, it's because they don't 
they don't have that connection to that gut feeling. They don't have that. Oh, <laughs> they don't have that. Oh, that doesn't feel good. They 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 have it, but they don't acknowledge it. I'd say that's the number one thing. Um, you know, there's a, a yes no game that you can play. It like you just I can just say to them, bless you. I can just say to them, uh, think any question in your mind, and then I'll say yes or no, and then I'll just ask them, how does that make you feel? It's not the answer. It's just, I'm just giving them a shooting out an answer. And sometimes they say, oh, that makes me feel really good. That's exactly what I thought. Like, okay. Or no, that makes me feel terrible. That makes me break out into a sweat. So it's about just starting to teach them how to listen. What do you, (laughs) I'm going to, I've never swiped off camera for a second. I might do this. Uh, I'll be right back. But um, do you find that for people who are good at um, um, having abundance, what's another lesson that comes up within business coaching? Let's say they have the money, but spiritually they're looking for a specific something else. Okay. Turn your camera off. Go swipe away. Um, So oftentimes people who come with and I'm, I'm going to call it financial abundance, they are the hardest ones for me to break to understand the spiritual impact of life. So they're the ones who think that everything rotates around the almighty dollar. And it's, it's, um, it's then learning a place for them where they can give back that has nothing it to we never move straight forward with people and that are financially abundant, but they're not understanding why nothing is fitting together. I mean, when you when money is pouring in the door, but you can't make any connection, everything feels broken. It feels like a puzzle, and none of the pieces fit together. It's it, that's a complete focus on money. So it's uh, it's like just let the business run. It's doing itself okay right now. Let let it do its thing right now. But it's really about breaking down the, it's about understanding and breaking down the system that they've created that is blocking their energy. That's really what it's all about. It's about those people who have a lot of financial abundance, and I say, do you see my aura? <laughs> They're like, that's a great question for them. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what do you mean? And so, and it's, it's really a beautiful thing um, to work with. This is really one of my favorite things to do inevitably when I get called into somebody who's not in the spiritual space into a business to do consulting work at this level, it's by a female. It's generally speaking by a female who's had a reading from me and they know Mm -hmm. that somehow I've got non-Googleable information on their loved ones that are in spirit, right? And so there's a, they already believe, they already know. So they bring me into the boardroom and there's always the man. (laughs) Yes. Yes. How much is this going to cost? 
no. <laughs> and then being able to go from this to, oh, Karen's coming. Can we, we blocked off another 30 minutes today because I want to nice. go through, I've got this new idea, right? It's when nice. you get to work with somebody, when you walk in and this guy says, oh, your aura looks a little green today. What's going on, <laughs> right? It's, it's when that shift comes that they get it, that we are all connected, that we, that, that the, that the flow of the energy is what's going to make things work. It's when they go from this to icy green in your aura today. Can you see another 20 minutes? Because I got a few more questions. That's, that's when you know they got it. That's when you know it comes together. Yeah. Um, no, I love it. I love it. And yeah, there's so many different reasons why people work on their energy. Mm -hmm. You know? There's so many, so many different reasons. Um, you mentioned, I, I, oh, go ahead. It heals us. I mean, it heals us yes. physically too. So you're stronger, you're better at what you do in terms of, you know, just your physical being when you're, when everything's all running smoothly, energetically. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. You're right. We're all like, we're all healing um, ourselves mm -hmm. on an ongoing basis, walking each other home. No, I love it. I think that is the personification of it all, honestly. Yeah. Um, when you're really good at what you do, you're, you're a healer. Mm -hmm. You're a healer uh, 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 with a different kind of, um, you know, title. Um, what I wanted to ask, speaking of different titles, I'd love to hear a little bit about um, your psychic investigator work, because you mentioned that that is a passion um, with finding missing people, with helping people with cases. That's that's incredible. And that's a completely different way of tapping in and healing. I wanted to be able to give back. Um, and I didn't know what that was going to look like in this space. And uh, I, my name is Karen and I'm a true crime junkie. If it has crime anywhere near it, if it has a documentary, crime documentary, I have seen it numerous times. <laughs> I can't help it. So when That's I- Scorpio. Yeah, exactly. So uh, when I found out that there was a way to utilize what it is that I do to be able to help in cold cases, I was like, whoa. This is my mission in life. I'm telling you, I truly, I thought I was going to do it forever and ever. So I do this huge, huge certification course. It was a very intense, it was a because you don't read the same way. I don't communicate with a police officer with what I get the same as I would communicate with you if your grandmother came through, right? And so it was about learning what's important, what to look for in a whole different way and how to communicate it. And by the time we got done with this very intense course and all working on all these missing people cases, I thought this is like, this is like working for divorce attorneys. Nobody's happy, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Nobody's yeah, I understand happy. that. And so that. I really thought this is not, this is not for me. I'm glad I learned it. It helped me give a different perspective, but I don't care if I ever do it. And then a friend of mine called to ask me to work on a case. And it was 
so evolutionary because actually she's another master teacher, Noelle. She and another person had started working on a missing persons case. And then I came in and the way we all worked was um, a way to listen because they got things and I got things. All the three of us got things. We all got things differently. And the information that we got in our heads about it was different. And learning how to piece it all back together without any emotion and then to come up with all the right stuff and know, and now this case is solved and, and now we know what we got and we know how it all fell together. I'm like, that's, that's amazing. It is amazing. I thought, well, maybe I'll entertain it, maybe. So then we moved at that point, we were back in Iowa, as my husband says, for four very long winters. So back to I-10, we came back to Texas and, um, we had new neighbors. We were in a, in a new city where we'd never lived before. And the lady who lives across the street, we've come to find out, works for the FBI on cold cases. And then we meet the other neighbor that lives next door to her. And he's a police officer in Bear County, where I live. And he works on cold cases. I was like, okay, Spirit, this will be interesting. And, yes. and then I got another call from a friend of a friend, and it just kind of kept coming together and coming. You got up. another call? Oh, there you go. And, back. Yep, exactly. So now I'm back in it, and it is a beautiful way for me to be able to give back. What I've learned is that even when it's a difficult resolution, right, even when the news isn't good, right, like, if, if we feel, if someone doesn't know if, if their loved one is alive or deceased, that's like really hard, right? Like, but what I've learned is that even in the knowledge of finding out where they are, even if they are deceased, that it does. I'm never going to say it brings closure because I don't believe that it does bring truly closure. I just don't think you get closure from something like that. But it does give them answers that they need and that they're looking for. So now I do, I do enjoy it. I really do. It's a big part of my life. And it's worked out well now that I have law enforcement at two different levels that I can pick their brains that they met me and thought I was normal. And I didn't have to say, Hey, Brandy. Oh, good. Um, oh, good. I'd love to help with the case in Lincoln, that it would be something that is, is people need to know you're normal. That's all another thing too. People need to meet you and know you're normal. Because other, if I would have gone out there the day we moved in and said, hi, my name's Karen, I, I talk to dead people, <laughs> none of them would be talking to me today. So it, it's about, <laughs> yeah, it's about crafting that relationship and understanding and respecting people and then getting to have that opportunity to work with people to do that. Yeah. Yes, um, that makes sense. Uh, we're all in this work and we're really trying to normalize it. And yeah, as we continue to do that, we, we go a little our own pace at times to, to, to get people on board. But that's incredible. That spirit just planted those people and, you know, you, vice versa. You were planted there. And, and so were, were you like 
talking with them socially or did they actually direct you to things like additionally? Um, as in spirit or as in my neighbors? <laughs> or oh, all of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With a, Sorry, with your neighbors, with the cold case files, connections. Um, and We were all on the, in the first moving into the house and I've told my husband, bless you. I've told my husband, don't say what, don't blurt out what it is that I do. So, and hi, Charmaine. I saw you comment earlier. I just wanted to say hi. Um, so I didn't, I don't allow for that, what it is that I do to be my first impression, because I think unfortunately it slants people's opinions. I'm not embarrassed or ashamed or have any baggage around it. It's just that I know that other people do. So we were it just like, we'd only been here a couple of days and the neighbors come and say hi and whatever. And one of them says, oh, you know, here's my card. She says, if you, if you ever need anything, here's my card. And she hands a card to my husband and it's FBI and underneath it, it says cold case division. And my husband, who knows what I do, just looks he just looks at me like, oh, yeah, <laughs> card. I said, oh, I there you go. go. Yeah, I said, it's really nice to meet you. So my husband defers to, you know, what do you do? That's what people ask. So um, she asked. And so I said my business, that I do business consulting. And at that point, I really wasn't where I'm at right now in business consulting. But I still do do business. I'm still doing business consulting from other businesses. And so then one day we were out and there was a little boy that was on the sidewalk. And this is when everything all came together, probably three years old and was walking up and down our sidewalks. And the whole neighborhood was on high alert because nobody kid couldn't say where he lived. No one knew him. People had canvassed the whole neighborhood. We're in a fenced in community. No one had ever seen him. And here he was in our neighborhood. So it was trying to figure out where did he belong? Did he belong inside our gate or did he belong outside of our gate? Really? That's how I look at it first. So I just sat. I just said to run, just leave me be. I just went and just sat. And I just, he just sat on the sidewalk with me. I'm like, everybody go knock on doors. I don't care. So I just sat in his energy and I'm like, you are a friend of somebody that is inside this gate that is babysitting you. And I know exactly what your story is. And I also know there's three other kids in that house. And so it just started to come together for me. So when that happened, and then we figured out what street it was. And we went there and knocked on all the doors until the lady opens up the door and says, oh, my gosh. And everybody turned around and looked at me like, oh, my gosh. So then the cat was sort of out of the hat. And you can see in that moment, like the FBI investigator and the police officer and his wife were both out there. And you can see in that moment, people either do this. Wow. Or they do this. Wow. <laughs> right. And some people, oh, that's just where they're at. That's okay. That's just, you know, it comes back to like how we look at abundance and everything else. That's okay. It's not your thing. You don't, everybody does not need to like me. That is okay. So that's oh, how the whole bigger picture then rolled with my neighbors and how they found out what it was that I do. I like that, but I, I like that as just a, an energetic kind of principle. You know, how do you meet life with, 
you meet it with the oh and you know you go in or oh and you you, you repel out and you run yeah. how, how how does it go yeah <laughs> how are you connecting with your spirit yeah wow so yeah yes that opened up the dialogue for people seeing like she just she intuitively connected and yes there was three kids in the house or what well, he was yeah. one of three that's that's amazing that's wonderful so you're right. Yeah. Everything, everything that you're doing is just like converging. That's why there's no one or it's just, it, it, it has all come to you very pur- purpose, purposefully and, and wonderfully. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yes, definitely. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, I want to n- let people know additionally um, where people can find you though, um, whether they do want to book a reading um, maybe they have a case they want to reach out to you about um, or the business coaching and the well, classes too, because I know you have them. Yes, uh, you can for sure reach me at KarenRomine.com. It's just my name that's on the screen.com. Um, and you can get all kinds of free information on there, get on the newsletter, you can book a reading from there. And then now what I'm really enjoying, which is like a reconnection with you and, and others is I'm now in my business development work with different people. Some of the people that I have that are in the spiritual space are now offering all these brilliant people like yourself that have these specialties like numerology and astrology and paranormal and, um, and Lisa, well, her name's Lisa Williams and that's an easy one. So you can do lisawilliams.com to find when you're going to be doing numerology classes or Lisa is getting ready to launch a huge healing class. So now I get to do my own work, but then I also get to work with and watch this foundation build for this great place where all these like-minded people are all connecting and really starting to develop a wonderful space for resources. So I feel so lucky to be able to reconnect with you again in that space and watch that happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, It is. There's all these wonderful connections about, and, and I want to know too, what are some of the classes that you're working on and and providing? So other people, whether it's like myself that can get really excited and celebrate (laughs) you or individuals that are just learning about spirituality Uh, and their gifts. Right now for classes, the only thing that I'm currently doing is doing mentorships for individuals. So not in the class realm, but in if people want to learn how to connect or can they connect, what does that look like from a psychic mediumship space? Yes. And then I'm full on with business mentorships. It's, it's now the classes the information. I did a lot of birth order work. I'm an iridologist, um, which is just the whole science of the eyes. And, um, you know, I have other tools in my bag. But right now, I'm just so excited about working with people in their businesses and developing that. So the mentorship right now is is my class. Yeah, and that is a powerful one-on-one, let me tell you. So come prepared, everybody. <laughs> I always additionally, um, like, because it goes by just like that, I always say, um, 
Additionally, I give the guests the last word. So whether it is a, a current inspiration off the cuff or uh, a piece of wisdom um, that is in your hearts, what is something that you would like to share before we go? I think that the biggest lesson that I've learned in this space is around forgiveness. So I ask you to consider forgiving others, but more importantly, forgive yourself. And forgiveness doesn't mean that we accept what those people are doing. It doesn't mean that we're saying that however we feel wronged or unjustified or whatever. It doesn't mean that that's right. It just means that that's where that person is. Energetically, that's where that person is. So I feel that when we can forgive ourselves, it helps us to love ourselves. It helps us to open up energetically and it helps us to be in a better space here. Because when we go to the other side, I say it's like going through the car wash. We release that stuff. So we spend a whole lot of time damaging ourselves with the stress on our own physical bodies with that worry and concern. So my parting word would be forgive yourself. Forgive yourself uh, and be free, yes? Yes. Thank you so much, uh, Karen. And yes, that is... It's just, it takes us so many places when we think about forgiveness. And thank you for that beautiful advice. Um, please go and check out uh, Erin's website. It's at the top. I'm going to po uh, post it again if you'd like to find her and be a part of her readings or business coaching um, that she has going at um, on, a, a, on an ongoing basis. Forgive me. Um, and then also, where can people find you on social media? I want to make sure if anyone wants to um, connect with you on social media really quick, too, additionally. At Karen Romine Psychic Medium. And I'm on Facebook and Instagram, kind of, sort of, on TikTok. I'm working on it. Kind of, sort of, you know, however it goes, yeah. however it goes. <laughs> Perfect. Please reach out to Karen and thank you so much for being here today, Karen. Uh, please, everybody, um, I'm wishing you a fantastic rest of your Wednesday. Um, go with love, luck, light, and don't forget to live. And we will see you on Friday for the reading shows. Take care, everyone. Bye. Thank you. <laughs>